1: Good
0: morning. It is Tuesday, October 17th. It is six minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall has taken the day off and in his place, Ethan Hatcher gracing us with his presence. Thank you for joining me today, Ethan. I am always thrilled to be in the studio with you, Casey. I appreciate you. I hope I'm not the only one who says that to you today. Yay, the feeling's mutual. I also appreciate you for listening today. Hey, it's free. Do you know the radio's free? It's one of the only last things that's free to you the listener. There's
2: broadcast TV. You can still put up the rabbit ears. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay for a subscription to cable or one
0: of those streaming services. The things that are free are few and far between these days, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bidenomics, you want to talk about that? inflation. inflation. Cr- well, I
2: mean, it's crushing Americans mm-hmm. around the nation and the actual inflation index is somewhat deceptively calculated because it doesn't drill down on the things that people are most affected by. Cars, prices, home prices, food prices, fuel prices, mm-hmm. all of them generally outpacing the overall indexed price of inflation. In fact, there's a TikToker um, who's been going around uh, over the last year, and he has video and photographic evidence price of prices from
0: last year to, to prices year to this year. Just
2: mm-hmm. one year. So that's an yeah. inside Biden uh-huh. administration comparison of how out of control inflation is, and some of the staple Foods at your Costco yes. are nearly doubling in price.
0: I saw that in video. The guy was in Costco and he was showing pictures of stuff he bought last year and the increase and he was saying people keep saying that, you know, oh, it's up ten percent, fifteen percent. And he's showing more like fifty percent. Seventy five
2: percent as you know, like prices of flour, prices of yes. rice. Yes. Those are staple foods. Those are the base building blocks of making larger dishes. So if you're inflating the price by more than 50%, Hell yes, that adds up very quickly. Biden, right. yes, yes, it does. And okay. we're, we're being completely, you know, gaslit by the administration, desperately trying to attempt us that this is fine. In fact, they're trying to rebrand Bidenomics as a success story. And you got Janet Yellen lying out of her lying liar's face to the American people, and it makes me sick.
0: Are you talking about my favorite waitress from the world's greasiest diner, Janet Yellen? <laughs> I've never heard that description. That's <laughs> Doesn't she look like she's about ready to yes. serve no, you? No, 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 no. It's perfect. A stale it's cup of coffee that's been maybe nuked in the microwave. It t- you like when you drink it, you can taste
2: the cigarette smoke and <laughs> <in> despair.
0: <laughs> okay, so we talked last hour about the price of Halloween candy and how it is raising. The candy index says that it is up 7.5% year over year. Of course, we know the consumer price index, inflation remains 3.7% higher year over year. And as we we just kind of go through some of these things. You've got overall prices of everything up 17%. Food prices, as we've just mentioned, up more than 20%. Rent is up 17%. Have you raised rent on all of your properties? I bet you've had to, haven't you? Yes,
2: I have, but there's a confluence of issues where I have both gotten to raise the rent on my uh, properties as well as still um, underpacing other prices. Like I am below market value on many of my properties Mm -hmm. compared to where the rent is elsewhere in the city. Um, but yes, I mean, rent has is, rent is significantly gone up and the city is getting ready to make rent even more expensive because they're holding these uh, eviction clinics to expunge former uh, you know evictions off of your record. And that diluting the market and preventing landlords from getting an accurate picture of who they're renting to is going to have a downstream effect of increasing the prices even more. And we live in a city that is by far back vastly cheaper to live in than anywhere else. You go to a Boston, you go to a Chicago, you go to a New York, you go to any one of the coastal cities, and you're talking about like two thousand up dollars for a one bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. You think prices are bad around here? Uh, get ready, Bow, because you're going to end for a problem if you go anywhere <laughs> else in the country.
0: Electricity up almost twenty seven percent. Real wages down three point two percent. Of course, uh, a lot of people behind on their credit cards or auto loans, personal loans. Uh, when you get your mail. Is it red? Hmm. Are you getting the red envelope? That's not a good sign. No. Okay, but let's hear from Janet Yellen because she said that higher interest rates may persist while insisting that our economy is in a good place. Check this out.
1: Look, the American economy is doing extremely well. Um, Inflation has been high, and it's been a concern to households. It's come down considerably. At the same time, we have about the strongest labor market we've seen in 50 years with 3.8% unemployment. And at the same time, um, America, the Biden administration, mm. has passed legislation that is strengthening our economy um, in the years to come for the medium term.
0: Mm. Can, I, can I get some cream for my coffee? I mean, if you like being lied to, listen to her. Under Biden, prices are up 17.7%. Real wages are down 3.2%. Most Americans report they're living paycheck to paycheck. Credit card debt, an all-time high. Housing, less affordable, more than ever.
2: Every 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 major point of intersection with your daily living, the price has gone up. And this is directly tied to policy decisions of the Biden administration. And let's be honest. Carryover from the Trump administration as well. The giveaways from COVID spending. The have, printing of the money. Yep. The infinite money factory mm-hmm. has finally caught up. The, uh, the chickens have come home to roost, as it were.
0: OK, so Janet Yellen was asked if Joe Biden still has the energy for another five years on the job. And of course she's going to say Yes. yes.
1: I know you're not
2: backing uh, a woman to be president in the next election because I know you'll, you'll be backing President Biden, uh, loud and loud and clear. Does he still have the energy for another five years Ab- in the job?
1: Absolutely, he's um, very involved, very um, vibrant, um, is doing an excellent job. Um, I, and I think when we face the kinds of troubles that we have in the Middle East, you can see the benefit of... Um, deep experience mm. and understanding of global issues.
0: Because he's doing such a fantastic job. Vibrant, she vibrant, says. Vibrant. Vibrant. <laughs> vibrant the same way a turd smells good. I mean, vibrant. Vibrant, Ethan, like a rotting banana is we, vibrantly brown. But,
2: <laughs> but we play, Casey, during the first hour of this show, which, by the way, you can find posted to WIBC.com where all the podcasts are uploaded. Mm-hmm. Um, we were discussing, Bi- I mean, like Biden and uh, his interview on 60 Minutes, and he looked like he was ready to keel over mm-hmm. and fall asleep mid-interview. Scott Pelley
0: had to preface it by saying, he's 81 years old, he looks a little tired. The opposite but... of vibrant. Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> the only thing vibrant right now is his white slip-on Velcro sneakers. Okay. She goes on. Uh, he was. This was on Sky News is where this interview took place, and the reporter was asking her about China.
1: China. We are not attempting to decouple uh, from China. We have a deep economic relationship, and that kind of competition, trade and investment, Mm -hmm. is beneficial to both sides, and we want an environment in which it can continue. And third, um, we need to cooperate on a variety of global challenges. And I would say climate change is an obvious example. Mm-hmm. And um, this is for both in the interest of both of us and uh, the globe as a whole. Debt is another area where um, many countries are heavily indebted. Mm-hmm. We need to cooperate on debt mm-hmm. relief. So I see those as the governing principles. And um, we are deepening our relationship. With-
0: okay, so we're not breaking up with China. But did you, did you hear her say that climate change was on the top of that list. Right.
2: Well, that's an administration talking point. But I don't disagree with the assertion that an economic uh, alliance is the key to geopolitical and global stability, because countries that have open and free trade agreements with each other, especially those that are mutually reliant on each other's economies, do not go to war because it would be destructive Mm -hmm. to both sides. Remember, it was the economy which ultimately defeated uh, the specter of the USSR, and it is the economy which continues to keep China at bay, because as much as the United States is reliant on China and their technology and their cheap labor, China is very reliant on the intellectual property and production of the United States, as well as our food. So, despite the fact that, yes, they are a rising specter in the geopolitical realm, and the fact that we need to be very cautious in dealing with them, because often the Chinese government, and especially communists, are bad actors, by increasing our mutual reliance, that has the best potential for increasing uh, increasing stability overall. So in that respect, mm. I guess a broken clock's right twice a day. Mm-hmm. I agree mm. with the Treasury Secretary. Well,
0: I mean, she's talking about climate change. China is one of the oh, worst boo, offenders boo, of that. Bleep, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like you know the problem with Ukraine, climate change. Uh, you know the reason Biden falls upstairs, climate change. <laughs> you know what's wrong with inflation, climate change. Actually, that that one's actually true because of the Inflation Reduction Act. But she's talking about debt, and then the reporter asked. If the U.S. can afford another war, what this all means,
2: Paul Tudor Jones, the famed investor was on CNBC this week, and he said, this is the most threatening and challenging geopolitical environment that I've ever seen. At the same time, the U.S. is in its weakest fiscal position since World War Two with debt to GDP at one hundred and twenty two percent. Can America, can the West afford another war at this time?
1: I, I think the answer is absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And we also can and must support Ukraine in its struggle against Russia. And look. No, the no, done cl- with her.
0: You know what? No. Well. The, no. Well. No, Ethan. The U.S. can't afford anything right now. We're $33 well. trillion dollars in debt. At a two-trillion-dollar annual deficit, we can't afford open borders. We can't afford entitlements. It's like the friend of yours who has a hundred-thousand-dollar student loan debt and then decides to take a twenty-thousand-dollar trip to Paris. You can't afford that. Well, Casey, well, I
2: agree with you, you. in principle, but well, and that's let's where we're gonna let, let it. Nope, 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 nope. That's where we're. We can't it. consider World War II spending <laughs> raised us out of the Great Depression, and that military spending historically has been linked. To economic prosperity in the United States. I mean, look, ideologically, I definitely disagree with getting involved in conflict overseas. But if you want to talk about how the economy is doing with wartime spending, um,
0: it's so historically you, been so you're somewhat good. Are you advocating for printing more money? Going no, further not, in I am debt, not advocating. Giving for that. our money away to another country? <laughs> I am merely
2: pointing out the connection that has historically existed between economic prosperity in the United States and increasing military spending. It's what got us out of the Great Depression. So I. And I'm merely
0: pointing out that all the printing of the free money is what has inflation so high to begin with. It is 18 after 11. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.
1: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
0: 22 minutes after 11. It is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93WIBC. Rob Kendall has the day off. Ethan Hatcher is joining me today. So Donald Trump, his fundraising machine, bringing in lots of donations, and he is spending lots of money on attorney fees. Yep. So the uh, campaign finance experts say using the money to pay for lawyers in cases not related to his campaign— is a conflict of interests with a federal ban on the personal use of those dollars but the Federal Election Commission hasn't ruled against him. I mean, he can continue to do this. And he has paid nearly $37 million to more than 60 law firms and attorneys since January of 22.
2: I mean, I think Trump could make a strong argument that paying those fees is integral to his ability to run a campaign. To run, exactly. <laughs> so and, if You could rationalize it that way. And look, if if individual donors feel like they want to pay
0: for multimillionaire yeah. Donald Trump's legal fees, then, you know, they're, they have the freedom to do so. So you 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 and I were talking earlier off the air about how he was given that gag order from the judge. And I said, now, which case is this? And you had said, gosh, I I don't know which one is it. Yeah. There's there's so many going. You've got to keep track of it. I mean, imagine if you're him. But in spite of all of this, people still love him and show up in droves to hear him speak. And he still polls higher, twice as high. Is Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. But the
2: question remains whether or not the majority of voters, especially in key swing states with, uh, you know, electorally important numbers, um, the majority of voters there love him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the unknown calculus, yeah. uh, because he still obviously remains extremely popular among Republicans and is the presumptive frontrunner. But how does that translate to a national vote? I have my own apprehensions, but maybe we'll see one of the greatest political comebacks in in history defeating Joe Biden should he, as he likely will, obtain the nomination.
0: So he's been spending a lot of time in Iowa. Well, he's he's back in New York City today to appear in court. But yesterday he was in Iowa and he said that one of Biden's problems, all of Biden Biden's problems actually begin with the letter I.
1: Biden has three major problems and they all begin with the letter I. Inflation, immigration, and incompetence. You ever hear that one before?
0: He's totally correct on that. Inflation, immigration, and incompetence. But Joe Biden says that he wants to run for president again. Why? Just a small little thing. He wants to achieve world peace. Are you sure that you want to run again?
1: (laughs) Yes, because I'm sure... Look, when I ran I said the world's at an inflection point. Mm. The world's changing, but we have an opportunity to make it. So imagine if we were able to succeed in getting the Middle East put in place where we have normalization of relations. I think we can do that. Mm. Imagine what happens if we in fact unite all of Europe mm. and Putin is Finally, put down where he cannot cause the kind of trouble he's been causing. We have enormous opportunities.
0: Okay, so he hasn't achieved his legacy of. Fixing inflation and stopping illegal immigration. Playing those
2: clips of Donald back to back, yeah, of Donald Trump mm-hmm. and Joe Biden back to back. How can you not help but draw a comparison between mm-hmm. the vibrancy of their de- uh, delivery? Donald Trump sounding coherent, uh, powerful, consistent. Uh, Joe Biden sounding like sleepy, he's, yeah, sleepy, mm-hmm. um, foggy, and slow. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I. I The comparison speaks for itself. Well, you know, and you said that Trump sounded vibrant, but according to Janet Yellen, Biden is vibrant.
2: Right. No, laser focused, Uh right, Casey? You know, laser focused.
0: Hey, really quick, let's talk about Taylor Swift's movie. I'm sure you. Let's not. Didn't do as well as expected. Broke almost all the records for the type of movie it was, but they were predicting over $100 million. Didn't quite get there.
2: I see many people felt the way that I do, Mm -hmm. uninterested.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, she didn't have showings for the movie Monday through Wednesday. Had she had Monday showings, maybe it would have gotten over that $100 million mark. But she she said she wasn't going to have... Showings on Monday through Wednesday because her audience is young and they have school and homework.
2: Oh, a likely excuse. She could. She has the the bona fides and the influence within Hollywood. She could have gotten a release date for that whenever she wanted to. So it was either a, a bad decision on her part in the marketing team or just something they didn't predict.
0: So do you also see that her bodyguard uh, just resigned from her detail? To go rejoin IDF and fight Hamas? No, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, a lot of Hollywood types will use former Israeli CIA or IDF to guard them. They mean business. Yeah. Well, she's down one bodyguard. It is 1128. It is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Good morning, it is 11.33, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall took the day off, and Ethan Hatcher is hanging out in the studio with me this morning. Thank you, Ethan. Have you seen this? Now, I know one of your other jobs is you're a landlord, um, but have you noticed this home sales affecting your other business at all? You're probably not buying a lot of homes right now. Not in the to... home
2: buying stage right now, but that would it would be a terrible time to do so with mortgage prices the way that mm-hmm. they are and interest rates increasing. You know, yeah. I mean, you're asking to pay a high price.
0: So home sales, they're expected to plunge to new lows. This is according to the National Association of Realtors and the – Sales of homes falling 15%. Wow. Yeah. This is from the same time this month last year. And this has to do completely with the high interest rates, the availability. Has to do homes. with the housing
2: prices, I the mean, housing price, the, the price of the homes themselves have increased by tens of thousands of dollars in just a few years.
0: Yeah, well, you've got the rising mortgage rates and also the yep. record high home prices. Yep. So nobody's buying anything. Now, here's an example: if you bought a home for four hundred thousand dollars in twenty one, for example, and you got yourself a thirty year fixed uh, uh, a thirty year fixed rate mortgage, right, at three point one four percent which is what it used to be, that means your monthly payment would be about $1,600. 1631 to be exact, assuming that you're putting 5% down. If you were to buy that same property today, the mortgage repayment would amount to $2,675 a month a thousand dollars more
2: wow that's insane um the, the the fact of the matter is at some point there will be a reckoning with home prices because the market cannot sustain its current current rate of inflation on house prices and we've seen this before where the bubble has popped mm-hmm. um, and and it's going to be painful and something that many Americans do not want um, but there there will have to be a slowing of new home purchases because the ease in which credit has been obtained in this country over the last 30 years in particular is a big driver of inflation it used to be much harder to obtain a loan 30 or 40 years ago like when my father was getting loans compared to now and the irresponsible lending mm. is one of the reasons that landed us in the first housing crisis to begin with so it's not necessarily beneficial long term to have this ease of credit and give people the opportunity to uh uh enthrall themselves in debt that otherwise they, they wouldn't have gotten.
0: So mortgage applications in September dropped to their lowest levels since 1995. That's according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. Of course, the rate right now, mortgage rate, 7.57%. And according to the uh, NAR data, they said the medium house price of an existing home sale is $407,000. It used to be two hundred seventy-four.
2: The median price for a home is four hundred thousand dollars for a starter home. Mm-hmm. Four
0: hundred seven thousand. It used to sound be, affordable. Yeah, it used to be two seventy-four. Yeah, and now it's four hundred seven. You're right.
2: So so that circles back to my point about a reckoning on the way because at a certain point this housing bubble is going to burst. The market simply cannot sustain these overinflated valuations.
0: I hope you're right because I hear a lot of people saying the best time to buy is right now. Mm, the best time is only going to get Well, the best time would have been yesterday. The best
2: time will be after the crash.
0: <laughs> well, there's buy that. Buy low, sell high. There's that, but uh, some people are saying that crash isn't coming. You're optimistic.
2: I'm not optimistic for a crash. I mean, but it's an inevitable byproduct of irresponsible spending and economic policy. It's like I'm not thirsting for a crash. It's just I predict one on the way. I think many experts are.
0: Well, there's this other option. You could buy a condo on this residential cruise ship for one hundred thousand dollars. Did you hear about this?
1: No. Tell it's, me more.
0: Okay. It's going to let travelers live at sea while it sails around the world every three and a half years. And condo, How much
2: does that $100,000 buy you, though? Well, that can't possibly be a permanent residence. And
0: and that's the thing. I, I looked up everything in this article that I could find about it. So travelers can buy a cabin or a condo, air quotes, starting at $100,000, and you travel around the world for three and a half years, and- but it doesn't it's gotta be say, like a timeshare. It doesn't say if you clearly that can't be the cost of food. Like that's just the space. It it's has just to, the straight. It just has to be the space.
2: So is that where the cruise ship is making their money on your spending on ship? When if you were to retain this property,
0: yeah. And is it just for one year? At the hundred thousand dollars. That's my question. Or because you get it's it for the whole perpetuity. three and a half
2: years? It can't be. Po- it can't possibly be in perpetuity.
1: No
0: way, because that's actually a good deal. Yeah. If if it's you get it for three and a half years. Um, if it were to include food and beverages and internet, which I'm sure it doesn't. Wow, that's a that's an amazing deal. Although this does line
2: up with a story I've been reading where many retirement-aged couples mm-hmm. have discovered it's actually cheaper to purchase a permanent room aboard a, mm-hmm. uh, one of these cruise ships then than it to is, a is a to go to a reti- community. retirement community or a nursing home. And you get the benefit of socialization, mm-hmm. of travel, of mm-hmm. meeting new people and doing engaging things so you're not just sitting and rotting on the vine, essentially. I mean, that's pretty good deal to me. I'm not sure uh, if I were a working-aged uh, individual that living on a cruise ship would be feasible, but maybe they have good Wi-Fi and you can work remotely. I don't know how these people do it.
0: Well, one thing that would be nice is, you know, everybody on the boat is a full-timer, so you're not going to be dealing with part-time party crew, you know, the people that get on and off every port. Like, if everybody on this cruise ship is there full-time, you'd get to know that it would, mm-hmm. be, it would become a floating community is yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. Or just, like, an apartment complex. Be like the the waitstaff, you know. Oh, James, come fetch the laundry. (laughs) Okay, did you hear how Oprah pitched a uh, White House run with Mitt Romney?
2: When? Was this during 2012?
0: Well, yes, but he dismissed her idea. (laughs) Wait, wait,
2: wait, 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 wait.
0: Mittens... Dismissed Oprah? hmm
2: Yeah. Okay. Yes, he did that probably not- probably would have done his campaign some good. He needed an injection of a little cultural icon. He didn't think she
0: was serious, is well, what it was.
2: Uh, well, he's not serious. <laughs> that sounds like a match made in heaven.
0: But here's my question. Is she even the cultural icon she once was? I mean, the last I heard- she fell out of favor especially since that Maui fundraiser debacle. Yeah. Not right?
2: in, not in 23, 2023 to the extent that she was in 2012 cuz i feel like uh, you know Oprah was a much fresher figure in 2012 there was still the name id and the positive uh, the positive overall uh, opinion and i yeah that has shifted in the last you know 11 years.
0: Well, she's been what off the air 12 13 years now and there's a whole new generation of voters who don't even know why she's famous or who she is. Just because she went off the air in twenty ten? Man, people have a short attention spans.
2: I mean, like I know who Oprah is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she can't she can't possibly have fallen from cultural memory that quickly.
0: But enough to sway people to vote for her for president? Oh yeah. No 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 no.
2: No no. No, I I agree with that. That's it's not, not making the difference. Not like it used to. And certainly, yes, after her criticism from Maui, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people got really pissed at that.
0: Well, rightfully so. I mean, she's a billionaire, and she's asking average Joe to send in money to a questionable account.
2: Yeah, and it's your house, lady. You you pay to fix it.
0: <laughs> so does she thinks she's all that, but her time is up. Hey, Kevin, help me pronounce this rapper's name. Is it Waka Flocka? Waka Flaka?
1: Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka. Waka
0: Flocka. Waka Flocka. Okay, so this is a rapper, Waka Flocka Flame. He has (laughs) endorsed- What a name. (laughs) I'm not making it up. He has endorsed Donald Trump. So who is Waka Flocka? He is a rapper uh, known for making trap bangers- what? And
1: What's a trap? What is, yeah, what is a just trap a, banger? A, that speak sounds English, like a, Kevin. Just <laughs> a, a trap song. What you does know, that mean, a trap something that be played
2: in the club. Okay. But I'm not the biggest Waka Flocka fan, but I'm familiar with his
0: work. He's got more than a million followers on Twitter, and so does this mean something that this rapper is endorsing Donald Trump?
2: It doesn't mean but, anything to me, but it might to his fan base. This is not anything new, though, about Trump. Weirdly, currying fla- uh, favor with the rap community, uh, mm-hmm. he also pardoned a number of rappers, most prominently including Lil Wayne's 2009 gun charge expunged thanks to a pardon from the Trump administration. That so is this wild. Is, yeah, this is not new, and I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a number of other rappers who I don't, whose careers I don't follow. I, I that, think rappers respect it, Trump. Well, it's Trump's love. Of uh, of entertainment of uh, of the Hollywood vibe, you know he he yeah. he's obsessed with the um the uh, the appeal of fame. That's why he endorsed uh, uh, uh there in uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, help me out, Canada, uh, from New Jersey, Mehmet Mimet Oz. that's yeah, Doctor Oz. Yeah, uh, that's why he endorsed uh, the the senator from Ohio. It's because of how he is attracted to fame.
0: So there's been some recent mainstream news reports that they have expressed fear that black voters aren't going to show up for President Biden Why in 24. They? But with this, what's his name? Waka Walk-a-flock. Flocka. Waka <laughs> Flocka. endorsing Donald That's just like <laughs> another another level now that people black voters are leaving Biden and now heading towards Donald Trump. And especially yeah. if you have... Well didn't he call influencers L, did,
2: Well didn't uh Joe Biden call LL Cool J boy? During
0: yeah. Re- yeah. LL, and he mispronounced his name as well. I mean these things just keep adding up over time. It is 11:43. It's the Kendall and Casey show. It's 93 WIBC.
1: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
0: Good morning. It is 1159. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Rob has the day off. Ethan Hatcher came in to hang out with me today. Thank you, Ethan. Happy to be here. And Casey, let us pause for a
2: moment and recognize I have made it through the whole show Mm -hmm. and you haven't yelled at me yet. Uh,
0: Kind of, almost kind of yelled at you Almost. We disagreed a little bit on economy stuff, but uh, you did okay today, I think. (laughs) Thank you. Did you hear about that 21 year attendance record that was broken on Sunday? No,
2: tell us about this. I don't, you know, Casey. Casey, well, I'm going to talk sports kn- for a second You know sports. I don't follow sports get ball uh, sport- <laughs> What did you call sports it? Sports get ball. I don't. I don't follow the sports get ball.
0: Okay, so there was a 21 year attendance record. It was broken on Sunday. 55,646 people packed into the Kinnick Stadium to watch the Iowa women's basketball team. The Iowa women's, women's. basketball team. How they many women on... were part of that basketball team? Well, I don't know how many people they had on the roster, but I'm well, guessing I mean, I mean, it but was how many women. Plus. Women. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Yes, yes, very good, very good. Okay, so you know what? And and that's to the point. There was also that University of Nebraska uh, setting the attendance record. They had over 90,000 people for their women's volleyball game. And then you had the WNBA just had their highest attendance in 13 years and and their highest ratings ever for a season. So, what does that mean? Well, does that mean,
2: mean that women's popular women's sports is gaining in popularity, or men's sports is falling in popularity?
0: I think maybe a little bit of both. A little bit of both, because I think the NBA is falling a little bit, and because the, uh, they're political NHL, virtue signaling. NHL is falling a little bit, but isn't it fascinating though how we have this constant, continual rise of women's sports? Along with all of the nonsense of the biological men playing in the women's group at the same time, has that ironically
2: perhaps invested people more in women's sport, like and protecting women's mm-hmm. sports for biological women? It's revived like an interest and uh, a, a sense, uh, a sense of needing to protect that.
0: Yeah, women's sports continues to be on the rise, and and then you even have. This like Dylan Mulvaney, I know he's not a oh sports goodness. player, but
2: he's also not a woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just won that Virgin Atlantic Attitude Woman of the Year award. Oh. And the thing is, and and just yesterday, we had to do a little training here at the station and there was some some pronoun training going on with that. And you know what, I gotta tell you something, Ethan. I'm over the pronoun conversation. And I'm ready to move on to the adjective conversation. Ooh, tell us. What do you mean? Like, she, her. Okay. Duh. But how about beautiful, smart, (laughs) intelligent? These are things that I want to identify with. The adjectives. I don't care about the pronouns anymore.
2: The content of your character rather than the gender of your sex. Right, right. Can can we
0: move on to that conversation instead? So here are 20 phrases that are becoming extinct due to modern technology. Are you ready for these? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, Roll down the window. <laughs> what? In your car? You don't crank down the window anymore. It still rolls. It's a button. It's a okay, button. Okay, yeah,
2: but the gears are turning. They're rolling and rolling the window down. It doesn't necessarily have to be the crank that you're rolling. How about check the answering machine?
0: Don't have those anymore. Well, we still have voicemail. I have voicemail on my phone. Yeah, but you're not calling. It's not an answering machine. It's a. You can it's call it what you want. The, it phone. is an
2: answering machine. It's just not a tape player.
0: Okay. Uh, beep me. I never even said that before. Yeah, that was that's, a '90s
2: thing. That's bogus. That came and gone. That came and went with pagers. Pagers, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I'll tape it. Do Do we tape things? No, we DVR them now, don't we? We maintain the nomenclature of tape. Okay. Uh, how about find a payphone? That one's dead. Yeah. There's no payphone. I used to go on a hunt for payphones. And take my picture next to them Because they were, you know, disappearing I can't
2: even remember the last time I saw a payphone in Indianapolis mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I passed one in Pennsylvania a few months ago And I was just, like, shocked And, I'm and sure wondered if, if it was even an operation, you know And
0: I'm sure if you went in there, it smelled like urine Yeah, but it did Probably, the booth um, Okay, how about getting film developed? Or don't waste the film You probably have never gotten film developed No, I've gotten film developed okay. I was a child of the 90s okay. we, I mean, the we still had Kodak camera.
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: Kodak camera.
2: Yeah. And some people actually still do that, but as like a nostalgia thing. They still have photo mats at most CVSs.
0: There was a time when you would take a picture and you wanted it to be good. You don't, because don't waste the film because Mm. you only had one shot. And now you can take hundreds of selfies to find the perfect picture. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, Look something up in the white pages or the yellow pages. The phone book is still out there, believe it or not.
2: I still have one delivered, but it's virtually Mm -hmm. useless.
0: (laughs) How about I'll fax it to you? Oh, that's dead. Yeah, we don't fax anything. Oh, here's a good
2: one. Did you know that Abraham Lincoln could have sent a, it was possible to send a fax to a samurai? The fax machine, Abraham Lincoln, and samurais all historically existed at the same time. The first fax machine was invented in like 1790 something, I believe it was a Scottish inventor. How is that even possible? Because doesn't because it go over they, a phone line? No, it was a magnetic harm uh, uh, resonance. That, that's how they were able to do it. You'd, I, I, it's hard for, for me to explain because I'd have to like go back and look up the actual science. But yes, it was invented in like the 1700s. The fax, the original fax machine, which meant that it was around before, before Abraham Lincoln and mm-hmm. uh, before the samurais officially quit, you know, before they like closed up means Abraham Lincoln could have sent a fax, fax uh, message to a samurai. Do
0: you ever make a, <laughs> you ever make like a, a mixtape for a lady friend? All your favorite songs that remind you of her. No?
2: no, not a mix, not a tape.
0: Burn a CD. There we go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Burn CD. I've burned many CDs in my time.
0: Yeah. That's one of those phrases that's going out of favor. Uh, how about uh, turn the channel on the knob? No, now you just use the remote control.
2: Now people say switch.
0: Yeah. Uh, you've got mail. People still get mail. AOL. oh you mean you've You've got got mail mail. there we go no yeah
2: no not that one uh
0: no more floppy disks no more dial-up tone um let's see
2: about the floppy disk you know how that's usually the save icon in most applications now these days the millennials Mm -hmm. and the 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 gen zers they don't know what that represents they're like
0: why is that the save icon because they've never seen (laughs) a floppy floppy ethan thank you so much for hanging out today thanks for having me man good job and kevin good job. You as well. And thank you for listening. We're going to catch you back here tomorrow. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC.